Hello and welcome to the JM podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and anything in between. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. And if you're coming back, welcome back and hope you are doing well. Before I get to any details, I would like to welcome back my former boss, uh, former roommate, but forever friend, Elise. <laughs> Hello, former boss. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you are my No, firm. it's true. It's true. Yeah, You're right. True. <laughs> That's really funny. It was lovely. <laughs> uh, so today uh, we are continuing with our niche series with the 2014 Black comedy horror film, The Voices. Uh, the movie is directed by... Marjane uh, Satrapi and written by Michael R. Perry. So the logline is a likable guy pursues his office crush with help from his evil talking pets, but things turn sinister when she stands him up for a date. I what read- an odd logline. Yeah. <laughs> going i would write for it but yeah i mean it's all it's all there yeah (laughs) yeah this was taken from imdb so yeah i mean it's not an incorrect log line but it's yeah it's not complete (laughs) exactly (laughs) uh i received information from wikipedia imdb and horror cult films uh, in terms of the cast, you have Ryan Reynolds as Jerry Hickfang. Uh, you may know him from the Deadpool series, Green Lantern, Waiting, and Free Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Lively, yes, we're familiar. Uh, next, we have Gemma Arterton as Fiona. Uh, you may know her from Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters, uh, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, uh, The King's Man, which is a prequel to The King's Man, The Secret Service. It's the one with um, Colin Firth um, okay. being like that secret ag- agent gentleman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Uh, next, we have Anna Kendrick as Lisa. You may know her from Twilight. <laughs> so we call a callback. Yes. Did you do that intentionally? Yes, I did that intentionally. <laughs> Never forget she was in Twilight. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, you may also know her from Pitch Perfect series, Mike and Dave Need uh, Wedding Dates, and A Simple Favor, which we did. Like, which we've done. Ago. Yes. Yeah. The last time we learned that Anna Kendrick was in Twilight. <laughs> uh, next, we had Jackie Weaver as Dr. Warren. You may know her from Animal Kingdom, which is the Australian film that the TV show is based on. Uh, The Five-Year Engagement, Silver Linings Playbook, and Widows. 
And finally, we have Ellis Smith as Allison. You may know her from the 2015 live action film Cinderella, uh, Ray and Liz, uh, which is a British film uh, called the Mid- the sorry called the Midwife, which is a British TV show, and the Nevers, which is an HBO show. Uh, so, in terms of the backstory, uh, before initial production, the script for the voices received critical praise, included including being listed on the Blacklist Best Unproduced Screenplay of of 2009. That makes Uh, sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Michael R. Perry also co-wrote Paranormal Paranormal Activity 2 and wrote episodes for Sweet Tooth, Altered Carbon, The Practice, and The River, which he co-wrote or like co-created. Sorry. Nice. Uh, the film originally had Mark Romanek uh, attached to direct in 2010 with Ben Stiller attached to star. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> no way, Jose. Uh, so Romanek is known for directing a number of music videos, including Hertz by Johnny Cash, Closer by Nine Inch Nails, can't Stop by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, 99 Problems by Jay-Z, and Are You Going Gonna Go My Way uh, by Lenny Kravitz. Wow. Uh, however, the project never went forward due to budget issues. And for fate reasons. Yes. Uh, the project was brought up again in August of 2012 when it was announced that Marjane Satrapi will be directing. Uh, she is known for writing the graphic no- novel Persepolis, mm-hmm. which great graphic novel. Yeah, which turned into a 2007 animated film of the same name. Uh, and then principal, yes. Uh, principal photography began in April of 2013 in Berlin, Germany, which is kind of funny because of all places, Germany. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they were getting like a like a stipend or something. Maybe. Uh, because I know that in there, in the in the movie, he's from Germany. Yeah. Maybe. So I wonder if they were getting like a stipend of some kind. Yeah. Uh, when asked about having Reynolds perform all the voices, Jerry hears, uh, said Troppy state, stated in an article that her and the producers were planning on hiring another actor to do the voices, but Ryan recorded samples on his iPhone and sent mm-hmm. them over, making the producers change their minds. Uh, and then she also stated that uh, if these voices are what Jerry hears, um, then they should have Ryan do them, which makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and one of the fun facts was Ryan modeled the voice of Mr. Whiskers after a Scottish friend he has known for over 20 years. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the only way you're going to nail a Scottish accent like that is just if you have a friend. Exactly. Or if like you're from Scotland or. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Jerry has some similarities of Norman Bates from Psycho uh, in that he has an admiration for women while having a split personality and childhood trauma. Uh, he is also he also shows symptoms of obsessive compulsive disorder, schizophrenia, and dissociate dissociative identity disorder. Uh, when the film was released, the film received an approval rating of six point five out of ten, and one reviewer stated that though the film is unique and stylish, uh, it felt it wasn't that funny and lacked depth. Yeah, incorrect. Yeah, uh, Reynolds. <laughs> My first opinion. Yeah, uh, Reynolds stated that it was one of his favorite movies he has ever worked on, and felt that it never got uh, its day in courts. Which I, I agree. fucking agree yes. with that statement. Also, he looks like he's having fun. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> And a uh, fun fact, Sing a Happy Song is actually a song from uh, the R&B group, the OJs. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought- As many thought times they, as I've sung that song. Yeah, I thought that they made the song just for the film. I thought they did too. Yeah. Wow, shows how much music knowledge I have. <laughs> Uh, so uh, in terms of the summary, the film starts with Jerry as one of the workers at a factory that makes uh, bathtubs. Uh, he received the job through a court order and has a psychologist he visits as part of the court order. Uh, his boss, Dennis, uh, pulls him aside and informs Jerry that he has to plan an office party because he is the new guy. And I guess like the whole tradition is the new guy always does it. Yeah, that's the bullshit that he fed him. Here's the thing about the beginning of this movie is, yeah, he's working in a factory and yeah, it's boring as shit, but the color is amazing. They have this bright pink throughout the the movie for the color of like the factory logo and like like so like his coveralls are like this beautiful like not quite pepto-bismol pink like more prettier pink than that yeah but around that kind of baby pink and you're just like what am i watching <laughs> yeah it's kind of like a weird color for a company especially for a like a bathtub company would make yeah it's a weird color but i love it and it sticks with you and the color and the visual stylings are over half the reason i've seen the movie like 47 times yeah at least um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the minute dave uh, sorry the minute uh his boss mentions that fiona a lady Jerry likes from accounting. Gemma or Gemma. I don't know how you pronounce that name. I think it's Gemma. It looks like Gemma. Yeah. But if that was two N's instead of A's, I'd say Jen. Yeah, like I'd maybe. Jen. I don't know. Whatever. It's it's what's her face from Prince of Persia. Yeah. Or in Hansel and Gretel, the yeah. witch hunt. Witch and I hunters. hate to like you know become a very stereotypic lesbian when i say she is stacked <laughs> <laughs> like good god <laughs> 
Do you want to explain further or just no. like, okay. <laughs> I really don't. I already feel icky. <laughs> uh, so uh, the minute that he mentions that Fiona uh, will be attending the party, Jerry immediately takes up the offer. Um, and that night Jerry drives to his apartment, which is um, above uh, a bowling alley that's which is of- so cool it's like an abandoned bowling alley that he yeah. just it's like how did he come to be how how do i say get to live above a bowling alley that's abandoned so i can play whenever i want <laughs> <laughs> get that like forearm like good like the pose and yeah stance <laughs> <laughs> do the whole crossy of the feet yes that's very important yeah i hear uh so he's greeted by bosco which is which is his pet mastiff while yeah mr. he Whisker, is yeah he's a good boy <laughs> while mr whiskers his cat stares at him from afar uh as jerry settles in a scottish voice tells him that the picnic will be a bad idea while noting that he knows everything because jerry's like how did you know that i was doing an office party and he's like i know everything jerry (laughs) he does this like gravel to it too and it's just ugh, mr whiskers what an asshole (laughs) yeah so frustrated uh he jerry tells the voice to shut up before the title pops up and also like meanwhile while this beginning uh scene happens there's kind of like pop-ups of the credits and it's just like animations of like slices and like Mm -hmm. a cat and a dog and it's like animated yeah it's really cute it's like cutely gauche does that make sense yeah it's i really like them so yeah so when so when the voices come up then there's one last little slice Mm -hmm. um noting that the movie's now started so turn your cell phones off you little bitch uh so the next day uh jerry attends a meeting with fiona and his other co-workers to plan the office party uh, so during the meeting, Fiona mentions that they should have a conga line. Uh, though the coworkers felt it was lame, Jerry said that he can handle the conga line. He is a man. He can handle it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. so funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, there's, like, this side character who's in, like, just this one scene. And she says something along the line of, like, men don't like to dance because they don't know how to take charge of anything. or It's something weird. That yeah it's it sense. like demasculates them or something like yeah that. yeah they feel emasculated so they don't like dancing and then he's like he's like i like dancing i'm a guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, so after the meeting is adjourned uh fiona asked me up with jerry to kind of like go further into like the party you know planning and such uh, he agrees before chomping down this like entire slice of pizza, <laughs> which, mind you, has a heart-shaped pepperoni. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is very cute. I don't know. Have we mentioned that already? I just get no. so excited about that pizza. <laughs> I feel like I've talked about the pizza a lot to just like random, so I wanted to make sure that I didn't just like have a stroke. Oh yeah, no worries. Yeah, like because I remember when I saw it, um, 
like recently I was like what is that like red dot is that just like a dot but then I I realized that no it's a heart like it's, it's a heart out of pepperoni <laughs> yeah <laughs> just so cute <laughs> it's the little details uh, so the next day, uh, he meets up with his psychiatrist, um, Dr. Warren. Yeah, uh, Warren, exactly we yeah. Warren asks him if he experienced any side effects with his medication, to which Jerry states that he doesn't know. Uh, Warren then tells Jerry that he needs to take the medication as part of the court order. Uh, she then asks if he's hearing any voices. Uh, but he hesitates and she kind of is like um, disembodied voices. And he's like, no, I, I don't hear any disembodied voices. And she also mentions about his mother who claimed that her voices were angels. Mm-hmm. And before he goes, he asked Dr. Warren if he should date a woman from work while expressing how he feels about dating Fiona. Yes. Uh, and then she tells him that he already answered the question and he begins to, sp- to smile, claiming that he's planning on a conga line for the party and states that it will be a success. And then it, it then cuts to Jerry, Fiona, and the other co-workers doing this long-ass conga line. Yeah, which I've never seen a successful conga in my life. I'm 31 years old. I would love to be a part of one one day. Yes. <laughs> um, can I interject right here for a second? Oh, yeah. This is the first time that we see Anna Kendrick's character, which... Did that echo go through the... No. Okay, good. I like, I don't know what how I projected that word so loud, but I did echo it off of the, my little heater. Anyways, um, I found this movie personally because I was on an Anna Kendrick kick and I wanted to see like a lot of like the movies that she had done up to that point. So, like, I was watching weird ones. I was watching, like, rocket science and shit like that. And so I found this one, and I was like, is that, is that, in, why is, what's happening right now? And so, like, it's just such a weird moment to, like, have those characters in, and then all of a sudden, they're, like, these big parts. And I'm not meaning just Anna Kendrick. I'm meaning Anna Kendrick and um, um, uh, the other, the other girl. Uh, Allison? Allison, Yes. I'm meaning Lisa and Allison. It's just like we see them and they're a big part of the movie. So like they, I personally don't think that they get a proper intro, the two of them. Yeah. They're going to just been like a little something predating the random conga line. Like maybe like have them also be part of the office party. Like yeah. yeah. Like just like, just like in the meeting or somewhere, like we see Fiona first because, you know, this is kind of presenting as like a weird rom-com um initially so like maybe like we you know you know like kate the blonde one goldie hawn's daughter hudson uh i had to get a goldie hawn first (laughs) you know like kate hudson eats the burger in in how to lose a guy in 10 days so we know she's cool and eats yeah (laughs) like we needed we needed to know she's cool and eat you know Anyways, 
Uh, so then um, after they go through like the entire building uh, it then cuts to Jerry and Fiona dancing and I'm assuming the accounting room the accounting office before Jerry stops and watches uh, Fiona dancing in this like bright light with like animated butterflies yep yep it's very fantastical and like adorable yes and then he's just like oh my god like this he's is amazing yes you guys see these butterflies <laughs> it's like oh my god did it get bright in here uh so then it cuts to jerry landing on the couch as bosco greets him uh then the voice oh boy. hi jerry <laughs> Uh, then the then the voice appears as it turns out to be Mr. Whiskers, uh, and then Mr. Whiskers claims that Jerry is a peasant and will not be able to date Fiona. <laughs> and Jerry uh, tells Mr. Whiskers to shut up, causing Bosco in a in this like dopey voice to agree with Jerry. He's like, oh yeah, I agree, I agree, I agree, Jerry, I agree. Uh, Mr. Should shut up. Yeah. Uh, Mr. W- Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, I just keep saying I agree. I, <laughs> I just love that voice because it's like it's every voice that we give our bigger dogs. Like, it, like he didn't even try. He was just like, nope, this Bosco. He's a big old puppy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a good boy. <laughs> Uh, so Mr. Whiskers uh, continues to say mean words as Jerry uh, to Jerry as Jerry and Bosco head out for a walk because it, like as Mr. Whiskers is like oh you are a horrible person like you'll never like you know find the woman of your dreams mm-hmm. then Bosco's like oh I think we should go for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jerry. The best thing to do in this situation is just walk away. Let's go for a walk, Jerry. Let's go for a walk. <laughs> and he's like, that is a fantastic idea. Maybe yeah. we should. <laughs> uh, so the next day, uh, Jerry sings, sing a happy song. Yes. Uh, causing one of his coworkers, uh, ordering him to stop. And then there was like a little like a tidbit where he's like you know you know whatever the guy's name i really do like your hair it's like really great and then the guy has like receding hairline he's bald yeah he's full-on bald well he has like hair in the back he's not the cul-de-sac but he's bald up top yeah he's bald up top and he's like oh i meant the back the back of your hair is really great back is great great. (laughs) uh so the bell rings uh i'm assuming for lunch and Jerry has upstairs in accounting to meet up with Fiona. Uh, and Jerry claims that uh, Fiona told him to stop by to talk about the office picnic. Uh, but she stated she states that she said no such thing. To be clear, since this is a movie about um, mental health in the, the long short of it, and Jerry is our sufferer, um, our main sufferer i should say yeah uh i think she did say we should meet up tomorrow and she's just flighty yeah like her character is just the flightiest little bitch so in this case i do think jerry did hear correctly 
Yeah, I think like she was just saying it just to be nice and not yeah. like she wasn't she like took her literally and she was saying, you know, like maybe sometime. Yeah. Uh, Lisa butts in and introduces herself to Jerry. She's like, oh, Anna Kendrick. <laughs> Anna Kendrick. Okay. In this movie is a thirsty bitch. Yes. I have never seen anything else quite like this girl trying to get into his pants or someone's pants. I don't know if they have to be Jerry's, but good God. <laughs> like she was like trying. She was like trying so hard. She's like, and my legs are open. Does this help? <laughs> it's like, I could put it over my like head. Is that good? What's your favorite Do you like it? Mine too. <laughs> Do you like the out top? I like it. When you're... <laughs> Just however that can go into this. I'm ready for. Yeah. <laughs> oh uh, my God. She's so thirsty. Oh, yes. Uh, so uh, she, Lisa then invites Jerry just without asking the other without ladies. Without prompting, without yeah. even a glance at anybody else. Yes. She says, I'm a thirsty bitch. What's up, baby boy? <laughs> you want to come for a ladies' night out over dinner with the you account? You want to put your pee in my V? <laughs> Uh, so Jerry accepts the invitation, but Fiona and Allison give Lisa a dirty look. Of like, what in the fuck, bitch? This is not the agreed upon plan. Which honestly, same. If somebody did that to me, ugh. Especially, I don't care how thirsty you are. It's rude. Yeah, especially if it's like a ladies' night, and then you're bringing like a random guy in. It's like no. It's like. It's like a committed yeah. ladies' night. Unless it's, yeah, unless it's like, you know, like a, an already attached boyfriend. Yes. Like I could, I would accept that because at some point they just become one of the girls too, right? Oh, yeah. But good God. She said, I'm here to fuck. It's like, I don't know about you guys, but. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I need a good dickin'. It's been a while. It's been a <laughs> Uh, so during dinner, uh, Lisa tries to make conversation with Jerry while Fiona tries to gossip about another person. Uh, so it's kind of in this situation, uh, Fiona's like gossiping about some random person and Lisa's like, oh, Jerry, like I have like some fries. Would you like some fries? <laughs> like it's just... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just replaying this scene in my head. <laughs> oh keep going Jeanette I'm so sorry uh, so as uh, they were fin- finishing up dinner uh, Lisa asked Jerry if uh, he could take her home she's but- like <laughs> she's like she's like hey Jerry um, can you like give me a ride to my car or even you know like to my apartment because she shakes her glass and then Jerry's like, I can get Fiona right home. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, like that was a lot. But he doesn't even know that he's doing, like, you know. No, he's he doesn't like, know what's sense. happening. Yeah. But she's just like, oh, yeah, okay. Sure. <laughs> uh, 
no penis for me tonight yeah because uh like when he mentions like oh he's already taken fiona like after reading the room because like she looked at fiona and fiona was like uh girl like you know like don't do it type of thing lisa was like oh okay like i guess i'll just so i'll just call a cab then yeah i'll just take a cab Uh, so while driving, uh, Jerry asked Fiona on a date at, at a Chinese Jen. restaurant. Chishen. Chishen. <laughs> uh, so he offers to pick her up, but Fiona states that he'll drive herself there. Uh, and he returns to his apartment after dropping uh, Fiona off her at her car uh, back at the uh, factory. Uh, he returns to his apartment and tells Mr. Whiskers that he has a date, to which Mr. Whisker is a, a surprise. Yeah. Like, is this the part when he's like, did you fuck the bitch? Yeah. <laughs> just like very serious yeah. as like his mouth and it's moves. just like It's like this cute little orange cat. And honestly, we haven't talked about this yet. But the detail that went into animating these pets' mouths, amazing. Good yeah. job, A plus. Like I would say that this is like um, Beverly Hills Chihuahua level of like <laughs> sort of special effects. I'm just saying. Oh, I know. <laughs> Maybe better. Maybe Chihuahua. a little better. <laughs> this is Beverly Hills Chihuahua level. <laughs> just as long as you hear it Jeanette I just need you to hear it (laughs) you're not wrong but just as long as we both both got like like my little purse (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah so anyways this orange cat he's all surprised that you know first of all he even drove fiona home and then he's like did you fuck the bitch <laughs> except in a better scottish accent mine's yeah. not great because i didn't grow up with a friend from scotland <laughs> uh so yeah on the day of the date uh jerry stops by accounting uh to give fiona the uh, address to she said <laughs> uh but when he arrives he finds lisa and allison uh who claim that fiona just left uh Mm -hmm. but they will let uh, fiona know about the address and he leaves before fiona pops out from under a desk yeah she's not like the greatest character um she's you know self-centered narcissist on a good day Mm mm-hmm and uh when lisa asks uh what was jerry talking about fiona informs her um about like how uh he was going to take her on a date uh and then fiona tells the other women that she was going to stand him up because allison mentions like oh well we have karaoke tonight and he's like yeah yeah i'm just going to like stand him up and then both of them are like but what like just tell him no like yeah where what the where are you, where's the harm yeah 
And then she's like, oh, well, I don't want to hurt his feelings. So I'll just like, it's like standing him. him up won't hurt his feelings. Yeah. <laughs> and then she was like, oh, I'll just like leave a voicemail right when like work is over. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because like after she says that, Lisa says, you're a good friend, Fiona. <laughs> Or something yeah. like you're a good girl yeah 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 very sarcastically anna kendrick yeah uh, anna kendrick delivery yeah uh it then cuts to jerry standing in a near empty room as he watches an asian elvis and a bruce lee impersonator yep. uh just performing like songs and stunts mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is like I don't know why, but I love this detail because I've never actually been in a place that has like little fish bowls, but like, it's like, I feel like that's like a trope, but this is, this restaurant has little fish bowls with little like beta fish in each of them. Oh, I thought it was like koi fish. Oh, maybe it's a baby koi. Yeah. I just think I, when I picture koi fish, I picture a large fish. Yeah. I think there were like baby kois. Okay. Well, yeah. they definitely have the colors of koi's. Yeah. Uh, but the, it's, it's just like such that it's a funny little detail of like, yeah. And here's here are the fish. It's so much fish food. Yeah, it's also interesting because like a, I realized that a lot of Asian uh, restaurants, particularly like uh, Thai and like maybe Vietnamese, like they always have like an aquarium. Huh. So, yeah i don't know i don't know if it's just me but it's like that's how i i see it yeah. well i'm a huge fan of aquariums so i i'm happy yeah <laughs> i can see fish floating around fucking great just like yeah <laughs> boop, boop. Uh, sorry we were like we were impersonating <laughs> we were impersonating fish <laughs> You can't see it. Yeah. Trust this me, you don't a want video to. episode. <laughs> <laughs> bloop, bloop. So uh, while this is happening, it's interlaced with Fiona and the ladies performing karaoke with the other co-workers. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jerry stays at the restaurant until it closes uh, before heading to his car in like this severely heavy rain. <laughs> yeah and fiona and lisa exit the club uh where fiona drops her phone and i'm assuming the puddle it was kind of like shallow for a puddle but yeah it's she dry it, it done died yeah uh so she tells lisa that her car is several blocks down back at the factory uh which lisa offers to drive her to her car and once she once she does uh lisa offers to wait until she gets in but fiona tells her not to so she's like oh okay bye (laughs) just dries off (laughs) yeah and once fiona gets in her car i feel like that was an attempt of like i'm a female director you're a female actor we all know this wouldn't happen yeah but let's try to make it happen yeah it's like it's kind of like a common thing for women to be like okay i'll wait for you until you get inside the house or until i know you're safe yeah uh so once fiona gets in her car and tries to turn it on she finds out the car is dead 
she goes, uh, she like exits out of the factory and tries to hitchhike. Um, mm-hmm. And after like one failed attempt, uh, yeah. she spots Jerry. Yeah, and she and he's flying, by the way. Yeah, and she just screams, "Jimmy!" In, the, <laughs> in her British accent, and, and he just like he's like, "Oh yeah, that's my name. What's up?" I would never have understood what she said. No, Jimmy! like you're you're going like thirty or more an hour. Yeah, like Jimmy. Yeah. So uh, he stops and picks her up to reveal that he was at the Chinese restaurant. Shishin. Shishin. <laughs> uh, waiting for her. Uh, That's so the she- way that everybody in this movie pronounces this thing. Shishin. Because <laughs> there's another guy. I assume we're going to talk about him in a minute. Yeah. But he, there's another guy who also was at Shishin. Yeah. And that's the way he says it too. I hope we're saying it right and not saying something No, I think we're we're doing like the same pronunciation that Ryan Reynolds did for yeah. yeah. Cuz I think he like enunciated the n. He's like n. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she claims that she left a message on his phone, but he states that he didn't receive it. And so she's like, "Oh, I'm really sorry." And she was like, oh, but I'm like soaking wet. Uh, so I, I need to like change. So he gives her like this blanket and she kind of like takes off her wet. And then she feels the need to take off her shirt. Yeah. Which to this day, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know either. But she felt the need to just like, you know, whip him out. Yeah. That I'm proud. <laughs> uh, so as so after like she like takes off her her blouse and like wraps herself in this like blanket she was like you know i'm really starving and i could uh really go for some like very fatty and oil food let's go to this diner that's like on the other side of town and (laughs) then it's kind of like weird because she was like oh let's go and don't stop for shillings or something like that and don't and what she says she says uh and don't hold oh don't hold the chili yeah what does that mean i have no idea is this a burger with chili on it because like hold it (laughs) (laughs) hold the chili And then she does like the you know fist bumps with the explosion. Oh yeah, they're having a great time. He's yeah. so stoked. Like I purchased it from him. She, I feel like she's. I purchased it from her too. I feel like you know she's like, hey, this little weird dude. He's into me. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, during the drive, uh, he reveals that his parents moved to town from Berlin uh, when he was seven because like. Uh, Fiona was saying oh like we always wanted to know like where are you from like you know who are you mm-hmm. and then she tells him that she's from Reading uh, which is a town in Be- Berkshire uh, claiming that she is closer to hell than anyone else <laughs> and he mentions that she's an angel in his eyes and because it kind of but turned... no he literally is like he literally believes her to be an angel yeah she point. yeah he does say that and then he also saw sees her as an angel like with yeah. 
right no but like that's what i'm saying like for him it's literal he's not like trying to be cute yeah yeah like he literally believes she is an angel not unlike his mother Uh (laughs) uh-huh and uh so when uh that happens he kind of does like this like riddle about angels um and it's kind of like there's, there's like four angels that are ever named in the bible can you name them yeah or like but there's only but no wait there's there's four, four angels ever mentioned in the bible only one of them is given the name or something like that yeah what is the name of that angel or maybe and- he gives the name of the other angels i don't know something happens but he's like what's the name of the last angel yeah he was he was basically saying like oh there's like four angels uh there's michael Raphael, and the other guy <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> sorry Uh, i'm sorry angels angels (laughs) uh so he was like oh can you name the fourth one and then she's like oh what are you doing like this is so stupid like are you trying to be all religious on me yeah uh so i don't know like larry angel yeah the other one yeah so when he's like saying this riddle and like explaining to her about the riddle uh he spends most of the time looking at fiona uh causing fiona to scream right before they crash into this deer Mm -hmm. and the deer is like it's impaled it's like you know it's gonna die it's brutal yeah it's like there's no coming back from this yeah and then uh, the deer uh, turns to Jerry and says that he needs to kill him before killing Fiona. And he was like claiming that, oh, like I want to be out of my misery. And Jerry's like, oh yeah, of course. And then he just whips out this like butcher knife <laughs> from his coat. Yeah. And he, and he like literally kills her, uh, kills the deer. He like kind of slits the deer's throat, blood sp- splatters on fiona and traumatized uh fiona runs away and runs into the woods uh jerry follows her claiming that the deer told him to do it uh fiona accidentally falls on her back like she kind of trips and rolls over onto her back and like kind of climb like kind of like scurries uh she does the spider crab walk thingy yeah yeah and then Jerry uh, trips also and falls onto Fiona, accidentally stabbing her in the process. Like he's like holding the yeah. knife, like kind of like a. It's like a liver area, I think, yeah. is where he hits her the first time. Mm-hmm. And knowing that he now has to kill her to end the pain. Uh, he stabs her multiple times while he tells her that he is sorry. Yeah, he's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, oh my God. Like, she didn't say, oh my God, but she was like, you know, gurgling blood. Gurgling in blood and just like in pain. <laughs> yeah. She's full on being murdered. Yeah. At this point. Uh, so he returns to his apartment to clean himself up uh, and then he talks to Bosco and whiskers about what happened 
Bosco advises him to tell the police. Well, Jerry, I think you're generally a good boy. I think the police will understand. The police will understand. You didn't mean to kill her because you're a good boy, Jerry. Uh, but Mr. Whisker states that he will uh, be assaulted for the rest of his life if he does go to the police. He says he's going to get raped in prison. And then yeah. Bosco's like, nobody's going to rape you, Jerry. <laughs> like he's like hypnotizing like Jerry's like, no one's going to rape you. This is just an illusion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he then order like Whisker's uh, then orders Jerry to go back to the body to remove it before someone finds her. Because <clears throat> evidence. Yeah. So the next day, Jerry returns to Fiona only to find her body with no wounds. So like, it's like kind of bright, uh, no clouds or anything. And when he looks down at her, like she's just like in this like white dress. like A Very ethereal looking. Yeah. Like the butterflies are back, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, she is she is the angel once again. Yes. Um, and like Jeanette said, there's no blood. You can see like all of the stabs, but they look like scars. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very just like pretty. Yeah. And this is obviously like him processing it like we're obviously seeing how he's choosing to see the world Mm -hmm. um, instead of the reality yes uh so after like looking at her for some time he wraps up her body in a tarp and carries the body back to the truck however he leaves behind her intestines and a shoe yeah so like he's like walking away and then like we we tilt and pan down back down to the ground and then like you see like the innards and the Mm -hmm. shoe and all the blood that he didn't clean up Mm -hmm. um he just grabbed most of what was there yes um but we've we've gone back to reality so instead of seeing like this pretty like ethereal foggy bright white whatever it's now just like no this is a crime scene yeah (laughs) this is a crime scene uh so while picking up supplies from a hardware store uh sheriff weinbacher asked jerry about his truck because he like covered uh the part that got damaged by the deer with Mm -hmm. like cardboard boxes from Milton, the factory yeah. that he works at. So there's pink on there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, his car, his truck, by the way, is like like a 60s, 70s, like looking, excuse me, looking teal truck Chevy thing. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Sorry, I just got the hiccups. <laughs> no worries. Uh, so, he, uh, like, Jerry explains uh, that he had a deer, and as uh, sh- the sheriff drives away, uh, Jerry receives a call from Dr. Warren, who informs him that he is late uh, for his court order session. And during the session, uh, Dr. Warren goes over a list with Jerry, and she asks him if he hears voices, but he argues that he doesn't. Uh, she also asks if he is taking his medication 
And he states that he does sometimes causing Dr. Warren to inform him that the medications are very important. Uh, and he understands, but Is states- this the part, so sorry, because I don't want to spoil it, but I'm going to ask anyways on the risk of my being wrong. Is this the part where she's like, you're totally off your meds, aren't you? And he's like, yeah, 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 I am. Yeah, I think this is kind of where she's like, okay, like she's like, you have to take the meds because this, this, that, and the other. But at one point, he says he goes on this long diatribe. Yes, and he's like, he's like, you know, like, and and you know the reason why you exist or something like that is how he finishes this little monologue, and she just stares at him for a second. She's like, <laughs> Jerry, you've totally stopped taking your meds, haven't you? And he's like, yes, yes, I have. <laughs> yeah, because he was going on like this, like uh like speech about how like uh the medications prevent him from experiencing these beautiful moments quote-unquote to happen Mm -hmm. Uh, because if he does take medication he kind of like is numb yeah he's numb and he interacts with like the reality and he's afraid of that yeah he doesn't like reality Mm mm-hmm uh, so she informs him that he needs to comply as ordered by the courts. And then it cuts back to his apartment where he cuts up Fiona's body and places the pieces in little containers that he bought from the hardware store, except for the head to which he placed uh, in the fridge. Yeah. And the containers, mind you, they look like like little plastic Tupperware sandwich boxes. Yeah. Um, and they have white and blue lids. And he has taken the time. This might speak to the OCD tendencies that we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. He's taken the time to make a pattern out of them. So it's like white and blue and white and blue and white and blue on one row of guts. And then the next row is blue and white and blue and white and blue and white. So uh-huh. it's like a checkerboard. Um, and I just like the attention to detail again it's the little things yeah and then he kind of has it like all lined up in this like giant like not giant wall but it's like a tall wall mm-hmm. in, on the island yeah and uh, so Jerry thinks about taking the medication but Mr. Whiskers advises him not to or else his friends will be gone and Jerry is like, okay, I, I need to take the medications. So he takes them. Uh, he- well, but also right before he takes them, we have uh, uh, Fiona's head does animate. Yes. Yeah, she she's like, She's Jerry. the one that actually convinces him to take the meds. Yes. She's like, Jerry, look what you've done to me. Jerry, take the meds, Jerry. Take the meds. And so that's what act like it's between whiskers and fiona yelling at him it's time to take the meds yeah uh so he takes them and falls asleep on the couch causing him to relive moments of his childhood uh so this is when we start kind of understanding his childhood and his past Mm -hmm. uh so there are like a montage of scenes with jerry as a kid talking to this bunny sock uh, while his stepfather argues that it's just a, a, a sock and that he should just grow up yeah. while his mom is like crying in the stairwell and me and then there's like also shots where the the bunny is like don't do it jerry and it's like uh 
uh ryan's voice like jerry's voice Mm -hmm. uh and you see like the stepfather getting like more and more angry as he's watching this happen yeah and then he wakes up to find his apartment in filthy conditions and it's kind of like continuing with the ocd you have like piles of boxes in like their own little group with like mm. saran wrapped around it and he has yeah. several of them and yeah. he also Maybe has that might be the bigger parts of her body yeah and there's also like bags like trash bags like mm. in certain areas and there's lots all... of like to-go containers and stuff yeah uh, and then there's also like blood all over the sink and the fridge. Yeah, he did and... not clean up after he cut her up. No, he did not. <laughs> and uh, there's also like cat and dog poop like all over the apartment. Yeah. And he tries to make Bosco and Whiskers talk, but they only stare at him. And he opens the fridge only to find Fiona's head rotting. Mm-hmm. uh and it's like all mum- mummified in a bit um yeah it looks rough yeah uh so unhappy with reality jerry takes the medications and pours it down the sink uh while he tries to throw up whatever he took uh in the bathroom and then it cuts to the next day where the apartment returns back to the clean version yeah. And Fiona's head uh, is back to being fresh. Yeah. And he, he even says that. He even says, like, like you you, you looked horrible and, and, and gross. And, and now you look, you're beautiful. And, and you used to smell, like, really, like, gro- like she was rotting because she is. Yeah. But now, but now you smell like shampoo. So, like, everything for him changes, even his sense of smell, which I think is insane. And I, I don't know if that's true about this type of um, schizophrenia, I'm assuming is what it is. Yeah. Um, but it is a fact that I would like to know. Yeah. If some hallucinations are so strong that people can even smell things differently. I mean, maybe. Um, I don't know. Like, I I don't know if like they found or discovered that. Um. Yeah. But uh, now that Fiona's back and dead and happy to be alive, dead or undead, if you will, all of her, cause she's British. Uh, Jim is British. Jen Gem is British. Um, <laughs> and like the characters from Reading, everything, single thing she says for the next like five minutes is just like, things that americans think british people say all the time yeah he's like pip pip jerry cheerio and like stuff like that and, and it's so funny yeah it's like a jolly good time yeah it's like- jolly good time yeah it's really funny <clears throat> uh so he takes her head uh and places it on the island so he could like have breakfast with her yeah have a little chat yeah and while they're talking, she's um, asked him to maybe bring a friend with her with him so she could have a friend. Jerry, can I have a friend, Jerry? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, you mean like kill somebody? Well, now that you say it, yes, Jerry. 
<laughs> it gets lonely in the fridge. Bring me a friend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like she'll be like, Jerry. Every time he like starts to close the door, she's like, bring me a friend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she's sorry. She suggests Lisa, but he turns uh, that offer down. And at work, uh, his boss talks to Jerry about seeing him on Friday night at Shichen. Shichen. <laughs> and, like, he was worried that he thought that he saw him in the woods, but it was actually at the restaurant. Yeah. But before Jerry walks away, uh, his boss asks him if he saw Fiona uh, and he claims that they're trying to close up the books for the quarter and he and she isn't answering her calls and also her phone or her car is in the parking lot and jerry believes that she probably went back to england because there was like a little tidbit uh i think at the ladies night well she said it like yeah. at least two times at this point that like she can't wait to get out of this town she wants to go back yeah home so he made an, like a really good excuse being like, oh, yeah, she probably went back to England and probably didn't need a car. Yeah. <laughs> he goes to the accounting room and asks Lisa on a date to wish her vagina and herself are very happy. <laughs> no fucking joke. Oh, my God. Lisa said, my legs are wide and they'll stay that way if you want them to. If you want, we could go to the coffee room. <laughs> she was yeah, just like, I, can, we can just fuck right here. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Allison, if you could just like turn your. Allison, just turn your just head turn. around. Just turn. <laughs> and just here, let me put on these headphones and then just don't turn around until I say it's okay. But I can't hear you. Yep. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tap your shoulder. I'll tap your fine. shoulder. <laughs> uh, so they go to a nearby bar. And they get to know each other and got cats. They have a cat, cat talk. Yeah. She's recently divorced and she like is living. Not surprised there. She hasn't yeah. had a dick in a while. <laughs> yeah, she has. Uh, and as uh, they decide to drive to Lisa's place, uh, they stop by at Jerry's home. And it's kind of like this the abandoned. house you grew up in. Yeah, which is just bizarre, but you know what? So's Jerry. Yeah, and it's like an abandoned location in the middle of the woods, and though it is run down and vacant, Jerry takes her inside where he spots the staircase, and then it fades into this flashback where Jerry, uh, right now as a teen, uh, talks to his bedridden mother. And she argues that she can still hear voices, causing Jerry to admit that he also hears them too. And soon they hear sirens and uh, lights going, claiming that the mental hospital is here to pick her up, to commit her. Mm-hmm. And her mother, his mother uh, refuses to be committed and tries to slit her throat with like a broken glass. And she fails to go all the way. So she asks Jerry to finish it. And he does um, right before authorities um, open the door and find Jerry crying as he's covered in blood with his mother dead. Mm -hmm. And they commit him as a result. 
And then this is something, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. Okay. This is something that plagues my mind because we're, we, I mean, we learned pretty quickly that he hears voices and that his mother also heard voices. Mm-hmm. So here's my question. Did she tell him to kill her or did he kill her? That and how much did he kill her? Did he just do the last one or did he do the whole thing? And it's something that's not explained, but it's something I wonder about a lot. Yeah, that is a great question because you don't know if this is like reality or if Yeah, we don't is... know what his reality versus reality reality necessarily is. Yeah. We know that like because of whatever happened to him, he likes to make up a pretty reality, meaning, you know, she's fiona's still beautiful and not decompensating mm-hmm. uh is that the right word yeah yeah uh i don't know and i again i wonder about it often just because i just don't know yeah because it, it it's weird because it kind of looked like reality but yeah. then a part of it looked like it was bright enough to be his like fictitious version of it yeah but I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, keep going. I apologize. Oh, yeah, no worries. It then cuts back to Jerry and Lisa uh, with Jerry crying about the flashback. And she. And this whole time, also while they're in the house, yeah. b- before and after the flashback, there are many like like horror movie teases you know like like when somebody shuts a cabinet door and somebody's behind it or like we expect that now and so like that doesn't happen yeah that kind of stuff um that like 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 and i think he doesn't he even have like a knife with him Mm -hmm. yes he does yeah like it doesn't um we don't see it until they're leaving because like he like puts it on the house or like yeah puts it somewhere so like we can see that he had a knife with him the whole time yeah so i guess like his plan was to take her to the bedroom so he could kill her yeah um and instead uh of killing her um he finally gives her what she truly wants <laughs> She wants that D. <laughs> she wants that D. You could say she was filled. <laughs> Her cupeth overflow. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm at the food. <laughs> Jeanette. <laughs> I, I think I may cut that out. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I don't have a retort. <laughs> I have no witty to repartee. <laughs> You're like, oh no, she won. She you won. won, you won it. You win. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, like they go and have sex <laughs> at her apartment. And the next morning, uh, Lisa and Jerry hang out over a cup of coffee. But Jerry leaves like after like maybe one or two minutes of conversation, uh, claiming that he needs to feed Mr. Whiskers because uh-huh. if 
if he doesn't feed him on time, like he's going to really, he's going to be really mad and everything. So he does that. And <laughs> I guess like Mr. Whiskers, like leaves him like this, like treats like on the sofa and it's like just poop, like just mm-hmm. like really like phallic, like poop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so during work, uh, he meets up with Lisa at work where uh, she, they try to make out in the copy room because like, I guess um, his boss was like, oh, hey, like uh, accounting needs you. Yeah, but she office. flat out told him that they were going to make out in the copy room. So like, yeah, he should have known that it was coming, but he was still like, what the hell's going on? yeah it's like dude like it's less than like 24 hours and you're already (laughs) yeah you're in a full-blown relationship uh but as like they were about to like make out allison walks in on them and after jerry leaves uh lisa asks allison to give her uh, jerry's address claiming that she wants to make a surprise visit with cake yeah (laughs) Uh, so Jerry goes to his apartment uh, where he spots a report on the news of authorities finding body parts in the woods. Mm-hmm. And Sheriff Weinbacher makes a statement on the news claiming that there is a serial killer on the loose and he will kill again. And then he Which is weird. Uh, just like as somebody who's avid in true crime, why would they assume that he's a serial killer? There hasn't been a second or a third time that this has happened. This is the first. Yeah. And we don't even know exactly what's happened because all that was left was guts and blood in a shoe. Yeah. Like, you can't tell what the hell happened or that he's definitely going to do it again. But, you know, we suspend reality for these types of things. Exactly. Um, so here we are. Uh, so as after making that statement, he looks like directly into the camera uh, make making Jerry think that he's talking to him and state that they will find him and arrest him. And then scared, uh, Jerry shuts off the TV and he then takes out Fiona's head and places it on the coffee table as uh, he asked her if his pet, like, sorry, he asked her and his pets if he is a good guy. And just then there's a knock at the door and... (laughs) Uh, Bosco is like, oh my god, there's an intruder. I'll protect you. I'll protect, I'll protect you. you, Jerry. I'll protect. I'll take your bullet for you, Jerry. I'll take your bullet for you. Uh, so uh, Jerry takes Bosco into the bedroom, which is like separated by this like uh, collapsible like slider. Yeah, the the like it's like like a wall, but it's not an accordion wall. Yeah, is what it might be called. Yeah, I think it's an accordion wall. Uh, One of those things where it's like, it's definitely a studio. Just kidding, it's a one bedroom, but yeah. really, it's it's a studio. Uh, so uh, after he puts Bosco away, uh, he also throws a jacket over Fiona, uh, just in case. And he steps out of the apartment, like basically trying to make sure that uh, Kendra can't see shit. Yeah, which is fine because he's quite a tall man, and she's like four eleven. I don't know how tall she is. <laughs> she's quite small. 
I mean, I think I think she's like over five feet. I would give her that. I think she's okay. over five feet. Yeah, so she's a little bit taller than Chris and Jinnawith, probably. Yes, yes. Uh, so Lisa asks, um, like she gives him cake and she asks if he is having company. Uh, but Jerry states that he just talks to his pets, and she understands and wonders if they were going to go inside to maybe have sex <laughs> yeah she's ready for that d again she said yes. listen last night was fun let's do it like 80 more times yes let's have like a marathon let's like yeah. take a break like every like i don't know 30 you minutes you got a break for electrolytes and food yes but beyond that let's just hold up here for a week and a half mm-hmm uh so he accidentally locks himself out of the apartment and lisa's like oh are you locked out like i could like pick lock it but he's like oh no don't worry i could get on this get in through the skylight yeah and he he goes up there and then lisa's just like awkwardly like out there being like i'm I'm just gonna help him out. He just doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. So she was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm going to pick the lock." And since he is up on the roof, he thinks that she meant that she was going to say goodbye. So he's like, "Oh yeah, bye. Like, thank you for stopping by." Type mm-hmm. of thing. So she unlocks the door and is greeted by Bosco, who manages to get out of the bedroom. But once she places Bosco back, mind in- you. Let's remember, Bosco is a mastiff. Mm-hmm. Anna Kendrick is 40 pounds yes. and the size of my left butt cheek. <laughs> this dog, I mean, if he wasn't a show pony, like like an actor dog, oh my God, he would take her out in a second flat. He'd be like, oh, a human. And she'd be like, we're on the ground now. <laughs> <laughs> He is so big. Like, he wasn't even jumping on her, and he came up to her sternum. Yes. <laughs> uh, so she manages to uh, put him back in the bedroom. And then when she turns around, she realizes the state of the apartment. Yeah, and there was so much excitement of trying to get the dog, like, anywhere that she didn't, she doesn't take anything in yeah. until the dog is taken care of and, yeah. and there's like shit everywhere and and blood and like trash and, and what containers a decapitated head yeah covered in a jacket yeah uh so as like she's like backing away from like just seeing everything she bumps into jerry who reminds her that he was going to enter through the skylight and he's like crying at this point he's like kind of like has like watery eyes mm-hmm. and she does too yeah and then she's like oh my god i'm like i'm really sorry jerry i didn't mean to you know i didn't think that this was going to happen and he's like how could you like and but actually like how could you think this was gonna happen yeah <laughs> And then uh, when this happened, he then turns to Whiskers and he's like talking to Mr. Whiskers. Who's not then, talking because we're in reality. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because it, it like 
go it cuts to jerry then it cuts to mr whiskers who's not saying anything then cuts to jerry who says something and then mr whiskers doesn't say something and anna kendrick's like where is my out yeah uh so she like runs to the bathroom um before moving to the bedroom and while this is happening jerry tries to break into the bathroom but uh lisa like manages to rip off like the towel hanger and like hits him with it before going to the bedroom which here's my thing she's smart enough to to garnish a weapon why did she toss it on the ground i don't know i would not have i would have held on to that for dear life i would have swung it like a baseball bat and a sword until (laughs) i got the fuck out of there oh well uh so he enter like she shuts the sliding the accordion thing. yeah the accordion thing and just like is crying inside the bedroom she's and she's like as far away as she can get she's like on the bed in the corner on the nightstand yes uh and he's like oh uh i'm going to come in so he like opens he very and, like, politely is like i'm going to come in now okay yeah and then he apologizes to her uh, for hiding the information and allowing her to see the mess. And she's like, okay, I, I mean, I won't tell anyone. He's like, oh, I know you won't. I know you won't. And then she tries to make a break for it. She does. And then he, like, literally, like, takes her body and then just throws it back yeah, onto the bed. Yeah, he just, like, shoves her. Uh-huh. And as she land, like she lands on kind of like the area where the headboard, the metal headboard, and the nightstand meet, and she like hits her neck like dead yeah. on, dead on. And can I say, yes, it is. If you have like a weird thing with noises and sounds and stuff. You're going to want to mute it here because it is the most repulsive noise. Her head hitting that thing, her neck cracking and that and hitting that is one of the worst noises that I have ever heard. Yeah. Um, so good for them. Uh, so she becomes paralyzed and is slowly dying and he's like oh like you'll be okay like you know you'll be fine and as like he's like comforting her you can see like blood like slowly take over her eye it's gross it's so cool it's such a good close-up yeah and then it cuts to him dismembering her and placing her head in the fridge next to fiona Mm -hmm. and yeah (laughs) And so 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 then there were two yes so the next day allison and two of the men from accounting uh try to reach out to lisa uh to which they fail like they can't get a hold of her and allison stated that lisa asked for jerry's address thinking that that was the last place that she would be and then one of the men mentions uh, for Allison to look up this article, 
To which it reveals a story about Jerry murdering his yeah. mother. He's like, he's like, hey, have you heard this rumor? Here's a fucking receipt of the actual events that happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a rumor. <laughs> it's like a fact. <laughs> so worried, Allison goes to Jerry's apartment and like, like no joke, like he opens the door and he's and she's like hey jerry and then jerry's like, like hey, Hi, and he's got like milk running down his chin which i think is such a nice detail because he was eating cereal yeah and like it's really i look you got to give credit where credit's due ryan reynolds is a king man he like was eating cereal out of a bowl and like and like milk was running out of it but then like as he's like trying to like answer the door he like he we've all moment. done it we've all done it trying to like quickly swallow a bite of crunchy food before answering the phone or the door or something and he just like crunch, 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 yeah. and then he like swallows and opens and it's so ugh, comedic genius um anyways as like he's he greets her he you didn't get like this kind of like sound effect of like a knife cutting and you know butchering and basically informing us that it's genuinely hi jerry hi allison shing yeah shing (laughs) and then it cuts to her uh head in the fridge as well and just like him opening the door and all three ladies are in there yeah they're just like looking up at him (laughs) yeah they're like, hi, Jerry. Thanks for getting me my friends. <laughs> After, like, he dismembers Allison, Bosco tells him that he crossed the line of evil. Yeah, yeah he's like, he's like, uh, Jerry, uh, remember when you killed Fiona and, and you said, I'm probably still a good boy. And I said, oh, yeah, 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 of course you are, Jerry. You're a good boy as long as you don't do it again. And he's like, yeah, I do, Bosco. What, what are you? He's like, well, I've changed my opinion. <laughs> yeah he's like you think i'm evil and he's like yes i do and then like when that happens like jerry like collapses he's like oh god like my own dog doesn't feel like i'm good and Mm -hmm. then mr whiskers who is above like the fridge he's like welcome to my world Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh so when this happens jerry is like oh what should i do and uh, he asked Fiona where to which like the door is like wide open at this time. And then Fiona is like, well, you can't go back to work because like everyone knows that you killed all three of us. So yeah, everyone's <laughs> looking for the three of us. You're not there conveniently. Yeah. Uh, so they're kind of like being like, hey, like. I think you probably had to be like, yeah, I'm just going to be a full-time serial killer at this point. Mm -hmm. So he goes to Dr. Warren's office where he confesses to her that he hasn't been taking any of the medications. And when she thanks him for the honesty, she comments, it's not like you killed anyone. To which, like, um... Yeah, it's like about that. It's about that times three. Yeah. And then she's like, what? And he's like, three people are no longer living because of me. She's like, Jerry. (laughs) Jerry. 
So this causes uh, Dr. Warren to try to call authorities as Jerry talks about the conga line mm-hmm. <laughs> again. However, the he, conga line. Yeah. However, he spots her and then breaks her phone before binding her up in like this packing tape. And Not the clear stuff, the brown stuff. Yeah, the brown stuff. So they flee to the countryside where Jerry pops her uh, on the hood of his <laughs> it's truck. It's such a good shot. It's a, it's a long shot of like the truck pulling up, him getting out, him grabbing her, popping her on to the hood. And he just like looks at her and then he like, you know, says a few things and he's like, you know, we're on the fast track of mental health today. I don't want you to make me think what you need to tell me what's going on. Yeah. So he, he wanted her to explain why is God allowing him to live this horrible life? You know, why is he allowing this to happen if he's supposed to bring good to the world? Mm-hmm. So she explains that a lot of people hear voices and that it varies with each person. Sometimes some people hear voices like he's hearing. Uh, other times uh, it could be like overindulgence, like, oh, drink this, like, fuck that guy, you know, like just like yeah. random stuff. And then it, it could also be like, oh, like you shouldn't leave the house, like you should stay indoors or, you know, you should avoid this place or, or that place. And she even claims that she herself hears voices. And then she goes like very personal to be like, yeah, like, why am I fat? Like, you know, like mm-hmm. just a bunch of like very personal stuff um, that a therapist would reveal. Uh, but she states that uh, people don't have to act uh, with whatever their voices tell them. And then he, he was like, oh, this is like 10 years of therapy into like 10 minutes of talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what's funny is like, he's shocked. He's like, you don't have to act on it. And she's like, no, you don't. I encourage you not to maybe in this situation. <laughs> uh, so feeling pleased, uh, he takes her to the apartment uh, to feed his cats <laughs> like he just like care picks He's her gotta up feed the dog and the cat yeah and then she's like where are you taking me oh to back to my apartment i gotta feed my pets <laughs> yeah uh meanwhile the two male colleagues that we saw earlier uh head to jerry's apartment where they find they try to find allison only to find her car and lisa's car in the back and they car. yeah And they break into the apartment to discover the true state of the place as Bosco runs out of the door and they run away and call the police. But not Uh, before the one vomits. Yeah, he's like, oh, call the police. And then he just like vomits like on the bottom of the staircase. Mm -hmm. And Jerry returns to the apartment later that day and carries Dr. Warren into the place where she also becomes shocked by the state of the apartment and he places fiona's head on the coffee table thinking that she needs company she's like oh don't worry don't worry like you're not alone here's this like decapitated head yeah and then so she sees it she screams bloody murder yeah uh and then 
and then the Fiona who's now animated starts screaming and then Mr. Whiskers starts screaming. But he does like an opera voice. Like, he does, he's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. And Jerry's like, Mr. Whiskers, Fiona, stop. Dr. Ward, stop. stop. And then like, Mr. Whiskers just keeps ah-ing. Yeah. And he's like, stop it, Mr. Whiskers. And he stops. Like, Finally. <laughs> Uh, so soon, uh, police arrive and surround the area, and Jerry decides to flee uh, down into the bowling alley through this vent in the bathroom. However, mm-hmm. as he's climbing down um, this vent, he accidentally breaks a gas pipe, um, and the police rescued Dr. Warren, Bosco, and Mr. Whiskers. Uh, before they're knocked back by this explosion of the gas leak. And uh, once Jerry realized that the bowling alley is on fire, uh, the voices of Bosco and Mr. Whiskers speak to him um, in his own mind. Uh, Mr. Whiskers insists that Jerry should just get out of the place and find another place to live and hide so he can continue killing and feeling alive. However, Bosco tells Jerry that there is no place for him in life any longer and that he should let the fire put him to sleep. And ignoring Mr. Whiskers, Jerry lies down on the floor and waits until he blacks out and eventually dies from smoke inhalation. And then the film cuts to this wide void. Uh, First off, it has Bosco and Mr. Whiskers confessing that despite their opposing beliefs, they did not like each other and they bid each other goodbye before going their separate ways. And then uh, we see Jerry in this head to toe blue suit with matching blue shoes. Yes. And when I meant head to toe, I meant like head to toe. Yeah. And uh, he is greeted uh, by his parents. Uh, he's like, Mom, Jerry, Dad. <laughs> like, yes. He said like scumbag or like jerk yeah. or something. And then it cuts to uh, Fiona and Lisa like saying hi to him. He's like, oh, hi, Fiona and Lisa. He's like, hi, Jerry. Hi, Jerry. <laughs> and, and then Alice. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, he has someone covering his eyes. And then he's like, mm, Allison? <laughs> and That's then right, it, Jerry. Yeah. And then Allison's like, hi, Jerry. Yeah. And uh, mind you, all, of, all the victims of Jerry are wearing pink and orange outfits. Uh-huh. And so Jerry apologizes to the ladies and his mother for killing them. But Lisa notes that they should not bring up the bad things and they should be happy. And just then, Jesus descends from the sky mm-hmm. and Jerry thanks him for joining them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then to what we all been waiting for. Yep. They dance and sing to sing a happy song as the credits roll. Yes, they do. And it is so much fun. I cannot tell you how many times a year I make my student workers 
listen to the song because we also have a scissor lift not a forklift but it does make the same noise and it does go up and down um so very often i'll put it on and i'll get in the lift and or i'll get somebody to get in the lift and we do a whole thing and it's a lot of fun yeah and it, it and like throughout this cor- credits like they're kind of like dancing and <laughs> they're just like doing different poses yeah i remember there is this one shot that you really like in this scene it was the one oh it was yeah. the zoom i yeah. really like the zoom i like the zoom and the out a lot because it's yeah. like it zooms into his to the back of his head and then zooms out from the front and it's just a lot of fun <laughs> Yeah, I laughed at that moment because uh, when it cuts to Jerry's face, like he's like smiling and yeah. it's just like, it's just so abrupt. It's like so, so expected. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, in the end, after they all like dance and sing to the song, uh, Jesus ascends Jerry into a forklift after, as he waves goodbye to Yeah, he's like, bye world. guys, I'm in heaven now, even though I've killed three people. Yeah. And yeah, that's the end of the film. Four people, as it were. Yeah. Yes. Great movie. Yes. Uh, what did you think about the movie or just like characters that you like? Well, we all know that I love the movie. I said that I've seen it a, a minimum of 47 times. Um, and I stand true to that. I couldn't tell you how many times I've seen it. Um, I really, really, really like this movie. I love the color palette. I like the story a lot. The more I watch it, obviously, the more holes that I find and the more some things start to bother me. I eat a serial killer thing, um, like a, a proper entrance for Allison and in, in that cock hungry Lisa. And, <laughs> and I have never seen a character whose main goal was just, I want some dick. <laughs> <laughs> not to this degree sorry just i mean like there second. are particular entertainment that do have that particular thing but well, not yeah. For, yeah but not but for not, like a movie, movie not for a movie not for you know a rated r movie um but yeah it's i love this movie i think it's really really good and i understand why it was definitely in the um the black list the blacklist yeah yeah great job all around i mean ryan reynolds pulling triple duty what a dude what a talent i think he's one of the most under i know that like he's getting a lot of credit like nowadays which is great but i do think he's super underrated as far as his actual talent goes but that's me yeah yeah, I think for me, I really, I do like the color palette. I think this was kind of one of the f- few films that I started to get into having color palettes mm-hmm. into some of the projects I directed and like kind of like the meaning of like each color and, you know, such. Yeah. Uh, I also liked uh, just like the chemistry with all the characters mm-hmm. um especially with lisa and jerry even though jerry did not realize that lisa wanted to fuck him so yeah. hard <laughs> for the longest time yeah uh i also like i just didn't realize like how much 
like dark it was because it like turns this like corner when revealing about his true past or what we were shown yeah um about like his like uh child abuse and then like just the fact that he had schizophrenia since he was a kid mm-hmm. um which is kind of rare for people who uh experience schizophrenia because most of the time they don't show symptoms until they're like about their late teens early 20s for dudes yeah yeah uh so it's really interesting that he got it that he showed symptoms yeah very very early yeah uh and i really i just like really like seeing that because i know that it is like dark and it's something that not a lot of people want to see especially for a comedy mm-hmm. but i think it really shows like what's happening inside his mind and like maybe explains why he wants to continue to live in his fantasy yeah yeah absolutely mm-hmm. and um I really do like uh, Dr. Warren too, because I think like she wants to help him. Yeah, she's, uh, what a delight. Also, Jackie Weaver, just a delight to watch. Because yes. she's one of those people, she, I think, is she Australian or British? Yeah, she's Australian. So so, so, so she, she, she sports her American accent in this. Um, very good, by the way. Don't catch on too much. Yeah. Uh, but she's got one of these voices, like a, like a, like a Gwen Verdon type of kind of raspy, you know, Sophia Bushish, but an octave higher kind of a voice. Yeah. And uh, so honestly, she can she'll she can tell me to do anything, I'll do it because her voice is such a delight. Um, but I really do like she just like the way she just has to roll with the punches to survive <laughs> is so like fuck man yeah it was it's just like so interesting that like she just she just wants to help him and then yeah. she's being like held hostage and yeah. like, wrapped in like and even uh, even to like the end like as she's being escorted out she's yeah. like don't hurt him uh-huh yeah she was like oh please don't hurt him and they're like oh well we're the cops like we're more focused well no he like he's like is he armed and she's like i don't know and he's like i have to assume he's armed yeah she's like but please don't hurt him yeah and then Um, he was like oh like we have to think about our safety first mm -hmm. so which is understandable but like you could you could understand like her side that she doesn't want him to die or be her because he is dealing with like a mental illness yeah uh that isn't his fault um mm-hmm. but yeah i i just like really liked it i also feel like that you know ha- i'm really glad that uh this was directed by a woman because mm-hmm. it, you know it's just like all these like little things like you know with the women like waiting until like you know Fiona gets into the car, you know, like it's like little that things I like wouldn't that. have thought of. Yeah. And that I I'm really, really super assuming that the the writer did not think of because he is also a man. Like I yeah. don't think that that little ad lib of do you want me to wait here was in the script. I could be wrong, but I wouldn't put money on it being in the script. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I I just like really like the CGI. It's like Beverly mm. Hills Chihuahua level, you know. That Beverly Hills Chihuahua level <laughs> CGI, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i think i'm good do you have any last like comments or i do i have one question uh-huh one quick cue for the audience or anna kendrick herself who's a better kisser blake or ryan that is great that's a great question <laughs> hopefully she'll like somehow like see this in like this realm of like fan mail or something huh <laughs> <laughs> god it's willing like, i want to know the answer yeah but yeah i don't know they kiss each other they don't kiss themselves no no but that would be interesting that would be like a really interesting question for an interviewer to ask cough interviewers of the world cough 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 <laughs> uh but yeah i think that is it uh thank you for listening to us on this adventure that um <laughs> uh, you can follow us on instagram at j-a-n-d-m underscore podcast alicia have any like no, no? okay i uh, have anxiety uh, if you like this episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And thank you again for listening and hope you come back next week. Bye. Bye. Okay, where do I record? Stop recording. <laughs>